Once again, the original cast of the Bible, the complete word of God abridged, has been resurrected. It's a miracle! (laughs) Thanks be to me. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, co-artistic director of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 18th year, number 895, Banning the Bible. You've heard of the Troubles in Northern Ireland, of course. Well, last week was the 10th anniversary of the Kerfuffles, that time when the first performances of our UK tour of the Bible, the Complete Word of God abridged at the Theatre at the Mill in Newton Abbey, just outside of Belfast, were cancelled because a couple of conservative members of the town council thought they could decide what everybody should be allowed to see. As I said at the time, our Bible tour was going to go on anyway and perform in other cities. It wasn't the RSC being censored, it was the audience in Newton Abbey being censored, being told what they could see and what they couldn't. We'd barely sold about 40 tickets before the kerfuffles, but when the ban was lifted, all 800 seats sold out within two hours. To look back at both the controversy and the creation of the show, I'm joined by Reed Martin, my Bible co-author and RSE co-artistic director, and Matt Croak, who was in the original cast of the show and helped us develop the script on its feet in front of audiences. I'm only just realizing what a milestone year 2024 is, particularly for our show, The Bible, The Complete Word of God Abridged. It was 30 years ago, in wow. 1994, that we first played the Kennedy Center with the Complete Works and then the Complete History of America. We ended up extending and selling out for 12 solid weeks at the Kennedy Center, and they said, God, this is great. Let's keep this going. What else you got? And we said, well, we have this idea for reducing the Bible. What could be less controversial than dealing with American history? But we'll reduce the Bible. Old Testament, first act, New Testament, second act. Take it to Israel. We only have to do the first act. Yeah. And that's how much times have changed in 30 years. Yes. Can you imagine a theater going, oh, you want to do a, a, a you want to reduce the Bible as a comedy? Go for it. We'll see you next summer. Yeah, sure. Kennedy Center said, you write it and 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 we'll put it on next summer. And that was it. We didn't get it. We didn't get a commission. We just had a promise of a production for the Bible, the complete Word of God abridged, which we were just talking about, is probably our mildest and most family-friendly comedy, wouldn't you say, Reed? My mom and dad were very devout Christians, born again Christians. It was their favorite show. Right. Sister Marianne said it's wacky, it's zany, it's a little profane. And, you know, she's a nun. She wrote reviews. She loved it. But what I just think is unfortunate is this really funny show. People treat it like kryptonite now. Yeah. We just I think we did it. We performed it um, in 2014. We had, I think, one, uh, two single performances of it. And before that, I think there was a tour in 2008. But so over the past 
how many years is that? 16 years in the United States, yeah. we've had exactly two performances of this of this show. And, you know, our shows, we kind of rotate them through and revive them. But people are just afraid of it. Well, and in 2014, of course, was the, the, the big UK tour that started in Belfast and got canceled, <laughs> banned and then unbanned. And as David Naylor, our stage manager, put it on uh, on Instagram, he said, we are an international rock stars in Belfast because everybody recognized us everywhere we went. And a week later, we were playing in Brahms Grove and nobody gave a shit. We made a conscious effort on this. And I know, I'm sure a lot of artists have to deal with this. But we had to make a choice. Did we want to be controversial or did we want to be a funny show. And I think it came to a head when we had the song, just our crucifixion instead of, uh, you know, the parody of um, just my imagination, just my imagination. And we said, you know, that one bit is probably going to be overshadowed the whole show. Mm -hmm. And so we changed it and changed it to a Pontius pilot bit with a pilot gag, which I would argue is way more entertaining. So we made a conscious choice early on that we didn't want to make this a lightning rod. We wanted it to make it funny. And we ended up making it funnier anyway. So it, it was a conscious decision I remember we had to make while we were rehearsing. Well, in all of our shows, we've said this about all of our scripts, all of our shows, our reductions of these topics are really at bottom celebrations of mm -hmm. the topic, celebrations of Shakespeare or literature or or history. And Read your parents understood that, Sister Marianne Walsh. People very secure in their beliefs understood that this was meant as intended as an irreverent celebration. Well, um, and it's interesting because you make a good point. Maybe our most ardent fans of our plays that center around Shakespeare are Shakespearean scholars, mm. um, you know, Shakespeare fans. <clears throat> and I don't know. Half the people who believe think the show is great, and half nowadays, nowadays, I'm not sure this is always the case, are so offended yeah. at the idea that there's a comedy about the Bible that it has frequently been condemned by people who haven't seen it. Who've never seen and it. I, if you see the show and you're offended or you don't like it, fair enough. Yeah. But if you haven't even seen it and just the idea of it, oh, this is offensive, this is blasphemous, you know, well, is it? No. Well, and, and yet they have, I've said this before, and they have, but yet they have no problem with Mel Gibson's torture porn version of the the crucifixion. You know, the violent spectacle, nobody has any problem with, but gentle, irreverent comedy, ah, people are suddenly terrified of that idea. Uh, Matt, you uh, you, med you mentioned just my crucifixion, which I had completely forgotten about. Mike McShane on Instagram, um, our friend, comedian and actor Mike McShane, remembered still Jones for that savory meat. Another bit I had completely forgotten about. I still don't even remember where that was. Well, if I may, am I, I'll make this story quick because it's a great story. We had Steve Smith, the director of Clown College, come in and guest direct for a day. And and awesome. And there's I the prop. The Reed's holding up the prop. You have to send me a is. picture of that, Reed. <laughs> this and, is the this is the savory meat you were Jones and for. <laughs> and it was Elijah. It was a uh, uh, it was Abraham. Um, 
Abraham and his sons or whatever. Um, Jacob and Esau. Jacob and Esau. And Austin, you never met Steve Smith before. And so this bit was going on too long of Jones in for savory meat. And Reed and I kept telling you, wait to see Steve Smith. He'll fix this. Wait to see Steve Smith. So we do our first run through. And Austin, you go up to Steve Smith. You're like, Steve, I heard so much about you. You saw the bit. I've been hearing you're going to fix it. Can you fix it? And Steve said, oh, I can fix it. Cut it. <laughs> and we cut the whole thing. So that was. And yet we must have done it somewhere for Mike McShane to have seen it. So we must not have cut it immediately. Or maybe Steve came in after we had tried performing it already. Well, we're, I'll tell you this. We were in Cincinnati when we were doing that. So if we did shows before Cincinnati, then then we did it. And actually, he, he had to. You know why? Because one of the core memories I have of this show is going to Alaska. And our first performance in either Anchorage or Valdez or Homer was three and a half hours long and not a single audience member left. And we told them, we said, we're workshopping this show and it went on forever. And we did three different cities in uh, Alaska and we had such a great time, got such good feedback and we pared it down and then took it to Boston, which was hysterical because in Alaska, they laughed at everything. And, and in Boston, they smiled politely so it's very too. So we did have a lot of shows under our belt before Steve came in, but that Alaskans experience and taking it to oh, it was University of Anchorage, where we started it and workshopping it there really helped shape this show, which is one of the core memories I have. That's still one of my favorite reviews of the show from the the minister from the Church of Scotland, who when we played it at the Edinburgh Fringe said, "Ah, better than the book." <laughs> Well, people say, does God have a sense of humor, And right? And people are supposedly made in God's image. So, yeah, well, well, people have a sense of humor, so therefore God must have a sense of humor. But some of his followers seem perhaps not to. The Three Wise Men is a great example. The Three Wise Men, we wrote, and Reed always is a fan of bringing baseball mitts whenever we rehearse, right? Reed, Reed and I are big baseball fans. So we all brought our baseball mitts, and we said, let's let's do a line through and just throw the ball around while we do a line through. So we go outside, we start playing catch while running our lines, and we're like, wait, this is it. The three wise men should be playing baseball while they do this scene. And we created them playing baseball. That's a great example of it not being mean spirit. That just happened, and that's kind of how the shows are put together. It's just organic and ornate, and what's funny, and relationships. It's silly and anachronistic apart from creation to Moses to David out there winning the older of the testaments is through and right now we promise the new testament's beginning and Jeremiah is still a bullfrog hey hi I'm Howard Sherman noted theatrical pundit and raconteur and you're listening to the reduced Shakespeare company podcast Where can you RSC the RSC? We'll be performing the complete history of comedy abridged this weekend at Pepperdine University in Malibu on February 2nd and the Grand Center for the Arts in Tracy, California on February 4th. Hillsdale College and Dogwood Center for the Performing Arts in Michigan on March 21st and 23rd. And the American Theater in Hampton, Virginia on April 12th. And the Hilton Performing Arts Center in Fairfax, Virginia on April 13th, 2024. Check out the touring page at our website, ReduceShakespeare.com or our social media pages for venue and ticket information. 
Now back to my conversation with Reed Martin and Matt Croak, remembering the creation of the Bible, the complete word of God abridged, and the controversy it created in both Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. So when the kerfuffles happened 10 years ago in Belfast, for like 36 hours, I was the most famous face around <laughs> a, a British and uh British Isles television because I was the spokesperson because I wasn't in the the touring production that was rehearsing or directing it. So I could go out and, and, and deal with all these people. And everywhere I went, chip shops, newsstands, pubs, the driver who picked me up to take me to the BBC so I could be interviewed about all this, they all recognized my face. And I said, oh, you're that guy. And they all said, please don't think we're all like this. And and I had to say, please, I'm from America. <laughs> we have more than enough people we need to be apologizing for crazies. And the uh, Reed, you're talking about the, the people who object to the show without ever seeing it. I was invited to go on um, uh, the Ireland's late night television show, Nolan something, I think. Um, and... Uh, and I and I and and they said we want you to talk to some members of the clergy. I said, well, some members of the clergy have seen the show. Oh no, of course not. Well, I have zero interest in talking to people who have not seen the show. They're talk. They're literally ignorant of what we're talking about. They so and I really desperately was so trying so hard not to be the guy they were painting me to be. <laughs> but the question they always asked was, well, you wouldn't reduce the Quran, would you? Well, no, I wouldn't. That's not my book. The Bible is my book. It's our book. It's all of our books. It belongs to us all. And I'm not religious, but I'm literary. <laughs> and it's part of my it's part of my growing up. I've been my wife and I have been married, oh God, way long. 35, <laughs> coming up on 40 years maybe. Wow. Um, an eternity. An eternity. And we make fun of each other every day. You think I'm not going to make fun of a book? Well, in Ireland, there also some years before that, maybe it was even 10 or 15 years before 2014, there was a, a different UK tour. And there was some, I don't know if he was a minister or just, you know, a member of a congregation who just was upset about this show and kept trying to get it shut down and could get nowhere in Britain. And he laid in wait until the show went to Dublin. And um, he got, so he brought a suit and it ended up in the Irish Supreme Court uh, saying the show is blasphemous. And the, so the Irish Supreme Court has spoken. They said, it's not blasphemous. It's just, what, it, what do they say? Juvenile, like uh, Monty Python. Compared to Monty Python by the Irish Supreme Court. Oh my gosh, great company. Yeah. Going, that's going on so, the poster. Yeah. And one of the cast members of that UK tour, there were protesters out front in Dublin. And um, he had more patience than I would. And he said, well, what is it that you object to about the show? They said, well, we haven't seen it. but just, So, okay. If I got you free tickets, would you agree to come in and watch it and we'll talk about it? And then they were open enough that they said, okay. And they came in. And they watched the show and they talked afterwards and they said, we're sorry, we were so wrong. There is nothing in that show to protest. Godspeed. And we did, that show did bring us to Israel. I mean, people need to know that. We went. It started in Israel. 
Yeah. We were approached. That's how yeah. it started. We were approached to reduce the Bible for like a half an hour TV film. And like all of our TV projects, it never happened. But that was the thing that gave us the courage to say to the Kennedy Center, hey, you know, we've had this interest from Israel. We had this idea. What do you think? Another thing that's uh, interesting is that, um, you know, when when Austin, you and I and Adam were writing it, that we each brought a different perspective, right? You grew up, you were not a church-going family. No. Maybe you read the Bible, Christmas stories in the Bible at Christmas or something, and that's about it. Adam grew up Catholic, but then became a Buddhist by the time he was writing the show. Yeah, and I grew up in a Presbyterian uh, family, so we had sort of, I don't know, an agnostic, a lapsed Catholic, and a lapsed Protestant, so we all had kind of different perspectives and different knowledge of the stories. I seem yeah. to recall you saying, oh, things that I was familiar with, and you had to maybe go, oh, what is that story? And 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 then Adam married a Jewish woman, and so he referred to himself as a Jew Budalik. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, 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 and Adam... And Adam brought that childlike innocence to the show of a young kid. And that's, you can't get any more, you know, if you're religious, that child innocence is what that character brings, which again is great for the show. I mean, great for the religion. And I reached out to my friend, Deborah Sosby, because she's Jewish, my high school friend, and said, the story of Abraham, what's that about? She said, well, there's a story of circumcision. And I went, say no more. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. <laughs> well, also, we ran the script past, you ran it past a rabbi friend, right? I when did. we were... Or was this, I don't know, Was if this was, I can't that remember. That sounds right, actually. I think that's right. But we definitely did. I'm just trying to remember where it happened in the timeline. Was it whether we premiered, before we premiered it, or when things were coming up? But I definitely, uh, there was a classmate of mine from high school who became an Episcopal minister, and there was another good friend of ours who was a Lutheran minister. And I definitely remember, Austin, you running running it past a rabbi, and they all said, no, you're fine. Unless, unless you're humor impaired, this show is fine. There's nothing blasphemous yeah. about it it's it's irreverent but it's it's definitely not um, blasphemous i remember our pipes broke and our our plumber came in i ran it by him i gave him the script yeah oh and what did he think he said I, he charged me 500 dollars for it. I, actually i was gonna say i really not talk about it i got i didn't know i was gonna get charged for it so he said i know shit and this is shit <laughs> <laughs> beep beep we've also gotten numerous letters from uh Fans, fans is not the word from the public about this show one that sticks in my mind is uh a hurricane had hit somewhere in the south in the gulf region Katrina. of the united states yeah and it just so happened that um some little theater somewhere was had licensed the script and was doing their production of the bible the complete word of god abridged and someone took the time to write us uh, a, letter. a letter yeah a letter that's how long ago this was yes <laughs> on papyrus um that um we see that this theater was doing the bible the complete word of god a bridge and hurricane katrina uh went r right through that church and and um so I, we want you to know that this is god's vengeance on you for creating such a blasphemous piece of work and 
there's no point in responding to that kind of thing. But Austin wanted to write back, but <laughs> resisted the temptation to say, you know what? I noticed a lot more churches were wiped out by Katrina <laughs> than theaters. So <laughs> that's funny. You know, the more things change, the more things stay the same. You know, today those kids would call them trolls, and you can't feed the trolls. I mean, even back then, although we didn't have the internet, we had the trolls. And one of my favorite phrases, and I can't believe I'm so lucky to use it now, you can't build a church for Easter, right? You can't take those one-off comments and then like the person in Ireland, don't think we're all like this. Well, you got me Jonesing for some savory meat, gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs> That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing, which I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. Send us your irreverent celebrations via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us over on the socials or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com, or visit my website, theshakespeareance.com. You can also follow Reed and Matt on Instagram at reed.martin.33 and at matthew.croak. Thanks, as always, to strangely beautiful Salome, Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and GarageBand. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Krista Brellen Gaynor. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to that defender of truth, justice, and the theatrical way, Howard Sherman, whose chronicle of the kerfuffles is an invaluable timeline of how it all went down and can be found at his website, hesherman.com. And as always, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Tischner, 895-2685ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. And now I'll leave you with Reed, Matt, and I singing the big Broadway musical ending to the Bible, the complete word of God abridged. Oh, the saved are surrounded with love and removed to the heavens above and the damned are in a bit of a jam. That's Armageddon. Oh, the bad. No, they've made a mistake. They are cast into a fiery lake. It's a goof. Unless they are fireproof. That's Armageddon. Yes, Satan's awaiting his comeback supreme. His reign will be paid for the nasty and mean. And on their head will be seen a sign the devil fixes. A tattoo of three sixes. The beast. He's a real antichrist, he's in charge But he's not very nice If you're wise, you will not take his advice The world is a hell That hell is a world of Armageddon Yes, Armageddon, the end of the world And with the end of the world comes the end of our little trip through the Bible Hope you had a good time And don't forget, this recording is available at all fine record shops And on the World Wide Web If you enjoyed it, tell both your friends Yes, and if you didn't enjoy it, tell your clergyman Hey guys, look at this What's that? The Chicago Cubs are in the World Series? That's Armageddon Anyway, we would say that the Bible is swell Sex, blood, and guts. Hope we all did it well. Or we may end up in hell. We pray we were hysterical and not simply heretical. Big finish, boys! So.
complete word of God, as you guessed. We are all rather odd. Uma Thurman has a beautiful bar. You'd all better go. That's the end of our show. is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. 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 And so much less.